When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hashtag no music, no intro. Woo. Round one, the draft is over, man. We did it, man. We did it. Ryan and I are in Vegas. We've had a great time in Vegas. Today is Friday. Um, The Saints have their 49th pick in round two. We were at uh, El Dorado Cantina last night. Shout out to our dude, Kevin Interstellar. Follow Kevin on Twitter at Kevin Interstellar, drove from L.A. to Vegas to experience, like, the draft and the, and the draft experience by the Bellagio. He came and joined us, him and his brother. So big out shout-out to Kevin. Um, well, let's, I just want to – for everyone who joined the Zoom last night, uh, we appreciate y'all. We wanted to do something a little different this year. You know, we are the hashtag Saints Twitter podcast, and I feel like – Everyone should be involved, right? In the Saints Twitter. It shouldn't just be, you know, just two dudes just speaking opinions. So we did our live stream. Everyone who was the Patreon who wanted to join the the Zoom last night got up in there. Nat, we're coming for you, bro. Come coming for you a little bit, Nat. But that was wild. <laughs> but uh, other than that, it was it was it was great. Um, you know, for us to kind of experience the the draft that way. And, uh, you know, we tweeted it from our, our Twitter account, just what, what, a, a, what a difference a year makes. Our reaction last year mm-hmm. to the Peyton Turner pick, to this year with Chris Olave. They also drafted um, Trevor Penning, which kind of seems like the redhead stepchild. No one wants to talk about Trevor Penning right now. <laughs> uh, so, you've, you know, you've had a night to sleep on it and everything. Give me, give me your, your thoughts after, after everything's kind of processed for you. Me, man, it just, it just, uh, I like to see the aggression. Um, what it tells me is that, you know, there were reports out there that had some discussions about going defense and all that stuff. Apparently, you know, Pete Carmichael and some of the offense that got this, got that word in, man. They need some offense, bro. Like, you know, Pete Carmichael, I can imagine him, man. He wasn't even gonna come back. <laughs> Y'all to talk this man to come back as offense coordinator. 
give that man something to work with. You know what I'm saying? He so, was like, I'm supposed to be cooked with Mike Thomas and some sloppies. And I'm, I'm y'all brought me back for this. Ain't seen Mike Thomas run a route since <laughs> the playoff game, bro. COVID didn't exist. <laughs> COVID didn't even exist last time I seen him run So it's like, man. It's just, it's just refreshing. Look, we don't know the outcome of none of this. None. We don't know if Chris Olave is going to be great, bad, be mediocre. We don't know how Trevor Penning going to work out. It's so many questions. But really, I just wanted to see that they see what we see. That There it is. Like, it's a, been a neglected offense for years. Years. Even when Breeze was here. Even when they were making the runs to competing for the Super Bowl the last couple of years. They refused to invest any draft capital into young offensive talent, and it cost them at the end of the day. So I, I was just happy to see that, man. Like, just hearing that name called, them trading up, you know, was able to keep the first round, the first round pick, didn't give up the number 49 pick. So that, to me, meant everything. I know there's a lot of, you know, draft, you know, Knicks, wow. like, Oh, yeah. Value. They sell it. Oh, Saints wow. get short, giving up a lot of picks, blah, blah, blah. Man, look, who cares? Nobody cares. <laughs> get the talent on your team, man, and do what you got to do to get it. So I'll just, I'm, I've just been breaking down the tape and just enjoying what I see, man. Absolutely. I think that. I just like imagine how Curtis Johnson feel right now, bro. Curtis Johnson, like I got fired and now now y'all want to go. Um I echo your their sentiment because I think we we've said on this podcast for we've said on this podcast for, for months and even years now is we've said on this podcast for months is like, what's the vision and this, them going up, getting Chris Olave kind of signifies that they, they have somewhat of a vision, or at least they see the, the deficiencies that were on the team that were like, you couldn't miss them. Like you, there's no way you could watch this offense over the last couple of years, especially at the wide receiver position and just think like, oh, okay, like they'll be all right. It was just, like you said, a position that's been neglected for years um, I was thrilled for them to move up 16 to 11. It only cost, and I say only, people won't be like, oh, that's a lot. I mean, besides AK recently and Paulson Adebo, like who's like the, the third rounders really coming in just just changing the game for the Saints? And honestly, with this draft, every draft is different. The talent in this draft was in the, was kind of clumped in the late first. Like you just had a lot of yes. good players around, you know, 30 or 40 really good players. We had some solid players. So to me, once you started getting to like third, fourth round, you really just throwing darts at the ball. That's not, you know, there's not every draft. Some draft is like some OP talent yes. that you can find. But just watching this one, you know, it's best to, you know, get a lot of it. Just go get the most talented get dudes, em. man. Like, go get them, man. It was – we. This will be interesting to see how this play played out, right? Leading up to the draft, we all we were all like, "Man, Jameson Williams is going to be the first wide receiver taken. He's not going to be available when the Saints get on the board." They traded up to eleven, so he they the Saints had their pick of basically anyone that wasn't Garrett Wilson or Drake London, and I really feel that they went with Chris Olave over Jameson Williams. One, the whole Ohio State thing. I don't think that can be understated. They. Ohio State has treated the Saints well for 
for years now with drafts. And I also think they wanted a playmaker that can be on the field and ready to play yeah. now, week one. In long term, you know, Jameson Williams might, you know, he might just be that dude for the Lions. He's going to like, you know, he could come back slow and when he gets healthy, him and, and St. Brown, like that's, that's a, you know, and they got Tyler or whatever, uh, Hackensack, you know, it's gotta, yeah. get a, gotta get a quarterback. But other than, other, other than that, like he went to a good situation, but I really think that shows that it's what, it's what we heard. We heard as soon as they made the trade for 16 and 19, mm-hmm. they wanted people, they wanted young players on a five-year rookie contract that can come in and make an impact now. Yeah. And they feel this team feels this team thinks that they are a lot closer than the perception potentially of them may, may seem. Um, And so I think that's really what led into them going Olave over, over Jamison. So I watched, I watched a lot of Chris Olave leading up to the draft. I watched a lot of Chris Olave last year and I kind of tweeted it, but his, if you watch Chris Olave's tape from 2020 to this year, you know, he had a, he, he didn't have a bad season this past season, but his 2020 tape, like you, he looked like one of like right in like that Jalen Waddle, maybe not that good, but like right under that tier of player. And then he decided to go back to Ohio State. And I really think the difference in those two seasons is that in 2020, him and Justin Fields had a synergy mm-hmm. on the field that you know, kind of like Breeze and Mike Thomas had, like they just kind of knew. And when Justin Fields went, you know, declared, got drafted, and then C.J. Shroud, C.J. Shroud just didn't have a good rapport with Chris Olave, man. And it's like you you can watch the tape, and it's just not there. Chris or C.J. Shroud loved him some Garrett Wilson. Loved him some Garrett Wilson. Yeah. Garrett Wilson. You know, and he benefited, he benefited from it, from yeah, him. right? But, like, the synergy just wasn't the same. Um, and I don't think that takes away from Chris Olave as a player, but you go back and watch 20 and I, I, I watched a couple of 2020 games this morning and it was like, yes, like that's, I think that's the player, the Saints are envisioning they're getting probably even more so than the Chris Olave we may have seen this past season. Exactly. Just got affect, you know, we don't know how the quarterback situation will play out long term, but this year is going to be famous. Pick apart Jameson in a way we pick them apart ourselves. But the one thing to do is good. He gonna sling that gonna bitch. Sling that I mean, he had uh, Devontae Hardy, Harris looking like you know legit. Legit on the field. Yes, you know he's doing the post routes. You know the uh, routes uh, up the seam, and he was hitting the in stride on the money. And you know, Chris Olave could give you that plus more. Plus more, and the thing is. Now you can you can threaten the defense a lot oh, a lot more. You have you have Harris or Hardy on the field bro. with Chris Olave. Last year, sometimes Harris was the only one that can get open. That, only one. Nobody could get no open. No one. No it one. It would be like watching the Saints game and just be like, like, are we playing the 2000 Ravens right now? <laughs> but we'll be playing like the Giants or something. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like, well, we gotta get open. So you got two players. That with legitimate speed that can get open, you know, and that's not including you know Mike Thomas. You know, hopefully if he gets back out, he gets open in his own kind of way. Right, veteran savvy route running. And I don't know what you think about this, but uh, <coughs> you think about the possibility. You think the possibility of them bringing uh, 
uh, Jarvis Landry into the fold. Do you think that still exists, or was that just kind of like a backburner thing? Depending on how the draft. I think it was a backburner thing, depending on the draft played out. I would be more inclined to say, like, if they do sign a veteran, I think it's probably more than likely going to be Honey Badger. Yeah. Rather than Jarvis, I think that makes sense. And, and here's here's another point about the Chris Olave selection that that I really think helps the team. And I, I kind of said it last night is that, or we said it before before the we said on our, our last podcast is that now everyone can just go back in their fucking roles. Like yeah. Callaway doesn't have to pretend to have to be a wide receiver one. He could be a wide receiver four. Um, Traquan got brought back for two years. Don't know why, but whatever, man. Traquan back, that's it. He could be a wide receiver three. You know, everyone gets to go back in their roles in the offense, and they don't have to try to be put into a peg or a window where they're not the guy. And I think that will help tremendously the offense um, going forward. Um. I don't want to spend the whole entire time talking about Chris Olave, even though I could. Um, before we get talk about Trevor Penning, any any you know, we, you know, obviously we're recovering, we're recapping the Saints portion of what happened in the draft, but this was a this was a crazy draft, bro. It was. And I, I, I got to go back and look at it more because I was just sitting there thinking like, damn, a lot happened last night. AJ Brown got traded. That's the thing I can't keep stop thinking about. Like AJ Brown got, got traded, traded to the um to the Eagles. So the tweet that Adam Schefter retweeted from the ESPN um, beat reporter for, e- for, for the Titans for ESPN was that basically the Titans offered AJ Brown a contract extension that totaled, I believe it was like 18 million a year or something like that. No, 16. And, and with incentives, if he would have hit it, it would have gotten up to 20 and AJ Brown wanted at least 22 million. Mm-hmm. And for whatever reason, the Titans just just weren't going to budge on that. Number. And, but we, we've seen it with Mickey Loomis, bro. That's why Marcus Williams is yeah. in is yeah. in Baltimore. Like we we've seen this. Some GMs and foreign offices of teams, once they get a, they have a number set for a player, regardless of sometimes how good that player is. And if that number isn't met, it's like, OK, like we'll, we'll do what we got to do. I'll say this about the Eagles, so. Hated the Jordan Davis pick, although it's such an Eagles pick. It it's really is an Eagles yeah. pick. Um, and now you can kind of put him next to, you know, Fletcher Cox, even though Fletcher Cox is kind of at the at the end of his, you know, career, end of his, you know, his his prime. But you've set the table up so nice for whoever the quarterback's gonna be. Because yeah. now you got AJ Brown, you got Devontae Smith, you got um Dallas Goddard, your offensive line tends to be in the top half of the league consistently. And even if Jalen Hurst doesn't work out, which I don't, I don't think he's going to, you have, you still have so much draft capital next year that you can just maneuver the draft to whoever you want to draft next year. Like it's, they, they are the Eagles and I, and not an Eagles person, not an Eagles fan. I'm saying just the Eagles are like set up to do well and, and, and set up to go well. What, one of the worst moves of the draft, Worst moves of the draft, and I, I, I'm befuddled <clears throat> that this happened, was the Cardinals traded their 23rd overall pick to the Ravens like, for Hollywood Brown, bro. Like, Hollywood fucking Brown. 
You shouldn't even call him Hollywood Brown. Just, that, man, that man is, is San Fernando Brown, bro. Like, <laughs> this, this man is Skid Row Brown. Like, <laughs> what? You know, like, don't get me wrong. He's talented. He's been he's been an utter disappointment. But he is he's he's frustrated. Like, he's frustrated for me. I'm not a damn Ravens fan, you know. But just watching, I'm just yes. trying to see Lamar. Like people playing Lamar, you know, his you know his throwing ability and you know how he's moved on, <laughs> and they blame him. But man, I watch it like he, yes, like he's, Lamar is putting it on. Him. He's a frustrating player. He he's a, he's a slightly better version of Jalen Rager to me, yeah. like right now in his career. So for the Cardinals to trade the 23rd overall pick for him, so now you have Nuke, you have Brown, you brought back AJ Green, you drafted Rondell Moore last year in the second round. It just I go get George Pickett. It just seems like a weird Sky Moore, a weird fit, I man. Get, I don't get it. I, I I really don't um, at all. The the Packers seem did did Sean Payton become the coach of the Packers and we missed something, bro? Uh, they, they are refusing. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers fan as a person, but as a football player. It's just, but it's just like, damn, you lose Devontae Adams, best wide receivers in the league. You got you got a couple sitting there. You just like if MBS gets goes to the Chiefs. So you got you got Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb right now, and that's it, bro. <laughs> you got Ryan uh, Robert Tanya coming off an ACL injury, and you got Aaron like, and so I, I get like a very like present day last couple of drafts the Saints have done right. They've gone defensive players, yeah. right? And the Packers got they got Wyatt, and they I forgot who else they drafted and. In a linebacker, if I'm no, I don't know. I'm, I'm slipping who they drafted. They got two defensive players in the draft this past the, yesterday, and it's just like, are they trying to build like a stout, super stout defense and just yeah. become a run? Sometimes these offensive coaches fall into the trap of thinking, like, man, I, I, I'm an offensive coach, I can get the offense. There it is, it's nothing. We need some players on defense, which is fine, like, you know, we need a better defense. Go right ahead, but man, like, know what makes your team good. There, you, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the Packers lost that playoff game last year because they couldn't do squat in the past game pretty much. Aaron Rodgers played horrible. The offense, you know, everybody knows what the offense is. Montana, that's it. Take my way. Uh, you know, stop Barry Jones when you can, and you're good to go. You're gonna win. So, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing, man. And, um, trying to think what else. Uh, Patriots pick was like <laughs> such a uh, such a fucking Patriots pick. Patriots pick is like, uh, like okay, let's just let's get on out of here. Like what the Jets did. I I really like what the Jets did. Uh, Atlanta taking Drake London, man. I, and I, for the record, like Drake London as a prospect. Like the first time he's the first player I watched in this draft. Oh, was it? And I said, huh. This USC guy's pretty damn good. I'd like to take him in like the second round or something. <laughs> and he's got and he went up to hey, the top 10. He was the first wide receiver drafted, bro. Which I'm pretty sure if you would if someone would put a put money on that, like bro. they would have hit. Bro. They would have hit. I hit I hit I hit a small amount on putting money on Dirk Stingley going three in the first corner taken. 
made 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 some small bucks, but that Drake London going I eight. Never thought of, I would have never thought of a guy that had run a forty. There's questions about his speed and, se- and separation. And separation, and make no mistake, like I really like him. I think he's going to be a productive wide receiver that probably will catch eighty balls. So um, eight balls a season, but it's just it's like dude, I, he, they, he's not a guy I start my offense. But here's the thing, though, you know what's going to happen, though, like he's. Either a team or is going to come out and put their their cornerback one on on Kyle Pitts more than likely, and you got or maybe they 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 change it up and they go they nickel back like but Drake one's going to see a lot of man to man coverages against like NFL cornerback ones, bro. <laughs> and and I don't know about it. It's just it's a very you know perplexing pick maybe. You know, Mickey sent Terry over there and said, Hey, do, do some do some, <laughs> do, do, do some voodoo on, on them boys, bro. It just it doesn't make sense to me. Let's talk about these quarterbacks. The only quarterback taken in round one was Kenny fucking Pickett to uh, 20 to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We were talking about Malik Willis and when they would have to trade up to get Malik, but bro, Malik, Malik Willis still available in the second still round. Available. Still available in the second round. I know he's not going to fall to 49, but I think a big thing, and I'll say this about pick 19 before talking about Trevor Penny, is we talk about this all the time. NFL teams will show you what to think of their team of their team or players by the moves they make in free agency, um, during football games of who they play and who they don't play, and in the draft especially. And the Saints were on the clock at 19. They could have had their pick of Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis, and they passed on them both for Trevor Penny. If both, if one of those quarterbacks work out and like they are the guy, the guy, whatever, and whatever, I'm not saying they got to be a Hall of Famer. I'm not saying they have to be an all pro player, but if they're a good to decent NFL quarterback for 10 years and starting, That was that. That was a bad Trevor Penning. No matter how good he could become, a bad pick. Yeah, there's no question about it. That, that would freak me out. Like, especially with Malik Willis, um, so much talent there, man. And yeah, and and he could. I mean, again, I don't think he's going to be there at 49, no. but he would have fell into the perfect position with the Saints where he didn't have to be the guy early. Not be the guy. He would, you take him at 19. I mean, he had to get him. You could have got him there at 16. You take him at 19. There's no pressure on him. None. To come in and save the franchise. Nothing. You literally just grab your playbook and sit behind James and learn. And then, you know, you get the keys handed to you eventually. And, um, you know, and uh, Pickett going to the Steelers, I really didn't see, I, I just never saw Pickett. As a Steelers player, obviously, you know, they, you know, I mean, they know him. He, like, he went to college right yep. there, worked out in the same facility, yep. practiced in the same facility, worked, played at the same stadium. Like, they know Kenny Pickett very well. So, they probably had this decision done months ago. Months ago. Months ago. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out because, it, you know, it's a, it's a good franchise. They're going to take care of him. They're going to give him weapons. Um, yeah, going like, he has – Najee Harris, he got uh, Kate, Clay Chase. Like he's going into a pretty good, but on besides the offensive line, which yeah. is which is troublesome. This boy, but uh, you know that's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting to watch these quarterbacks for real the next couple of years. Um, this decision that the Saints made to pass on 
you know, both of them to go, you know, go for penny. You know? I also think it shows you the faith that they have in Jameis. Yeah. Whether that's right or wrong, like I think we both kind of see him as a as a stopgap bridge type of quarterback. And technically with the contract they gave him, that's what they that's how you would assume they saw him as well. But by them passing on Kenny Pickett and Malik, they're he has no excuses at this point, man. Uh-huh. You know, he has a two-year contract and he has to show what he can do in those two years, or else it's, it's, they shit the bed. Yeah, there's no competition. Nothing. Compete with you know, sharing snaps with Taysom Hill and all that. He coming in getting the number one snaps. It's gonna be on him to develop a chemistry with uh Chris Olave quickly. Um keep things going with the other guys and really like get the ground running. And look, we still got draft picks left. We got 49 and what do we have? A fifth, a fifth and a sixth, yeah. A fifth and a sixth. You know, maybe they take a tight end at 49. Oh, uh, bro. Dosage or, uh, give me, give me, give me McBride. Trey McBride, bro. Trey McBride, all they could go running back, running the running backs. They didn't know where the backs were last night. No, so, no. We didn't expect them to go in the first round, but I think they're going to start saying Yeah, they'll start flying off. Uh, so there's still offensive talent to get. Um, there's still defensive talent to get. I know DA is probably itching to get a guy. You know, probably so, bro. Because the way he probably see it, he's like, you know what? I'll let y'all, you know what? I, I, I want you know, I won't say he, you know, he not appease them, yeah. but he's like, you know what? I'll let the offense get theirs. Mm-hmm. I, need, I need to get mine. I need to get mine. Yeah. Cornerback. Safety. Safety. Oh, shit. You can, there's no ton of linebackers out there. I mean, who knows? Like, I don't know. We'll see. Be a defensive tackle. Could be, yeah, I was about to say could be a defensive tackle as well. Because, you know, it sounds like, you know, DA really – they had Jordan Davis high on their board, which is not a fucking surprise to any of us, bro. As soon as, he, as, soon as I saw those combine results, we already knew. Um, let's let's talk about Trevor Penning, who is a super polarized, like a super polarizing prospect of what people thought of him all draft season. Um, I remember when we got the, the Senior Bowl, watching prospects, had no idea who the fuck Trevor Penning was. All I saw was this lineman on on day one, and I thought he looked pretty good. I was like, damn, he got some good ass snaps and. And things like that. And I remember talking about him after we did the Senior Bowl episode and, and all that. And, you know, I watched one game of his before we record this. One game. And I'm not probably going to watch another. Because I just <laughs> can't watch Obama, bro. I'll say this. You know, I get it. The penalty, the 16 penalties, um, obviously, is a concern. Uh, Sometimes he does get beat, whether it's, you know, he got beat one-on-one in Senior Bowl practices. Um, he's gotten beat one-on-one playing last year, but I watched them against Iowa state, which is a big 12, big 12 school. And I just kept watching. I was like, he, he has a lot of fucking tools. Like he, like I, I went in expecting that tape to be a lot worse. Wasn't bad at all. And so this pick really, to me, it hinges on Doug Marone. Yeah. They brought him back. Be an O-line coach. Doug Marone coached a damn good O-line last year at Alabama. You know, he was coaching Evan Neal, et cetera, et cetera. 
if Doug Marone can get his hands on up on pinning and mold him and get him to use all those athletic tools that he has, the Saints will have something. But he, I think he's a little, he's a more raw, raw prospect. I think than people really realize. I think people want him to start week one. I wouldn't be surprised like if he kind of started being like a sixth off, off, offensive lineman, kind of have Hurst at left tackle and slowly bring him along that way instead of just throwing him into the fire. But we'll see. Do you think he's purely a left tackle, or do you think you can see a situation where they move ramp check to left and uh, try to pin him I think he's I think he's purely a left just because he's so fucking tall. But also Zach Street was tall as shit and he played right. But see, that's this is what Detroit tried to do last year with Panay, and they had Tyler Decker, and they were trying to like Ramchek's been at right tackle for right. for years. Keep and I think they'll they'll start off trying to keep Ram at right and put Penny at left and and go from there. Um, but we also I think this shows that as much as I kept saying like. Curse is a, a servable left tackle that you can be like the team didn't think so, yeah. right? They think that they needed an upgrade, like a franchise left tackle, and they went out um, and got him. And I know, I know he's not everyone's favorite, but it's it's all it's all going to be dependent on Doug Marone, Doug, Doug Marone, and how and what happens with Penny's career, in my opinion. What do we know about like so much of that stuff? Some of it's coachable, right? You know, line coach look like. He only had one in that that Iowa State game. Like it was a holding penalty, but it wasn't like egregious or anything. Like, but other like his tape against Iowa State, and that's I think that's probably one of the that you know I, you know Northern Iowa didn't play a lot of power you know Power Five colleges, but they they did play Iowa State, and I I was pretty impressed watching that tape. Yeah, I was. You just never know. I remember. Say, you know, a lot of Saints fans made them say we was having rent. Oh, Rams. bro. You know, I remember that. I, I didn't know anything about him. You know, I looked at the tape, a little solid. Came in, wasn't expected to start early. Street got hurt week one. That's right. He's off for the season. Oh, that's right. He just had to throw Ram into the fire. And he kept, you know, kept <laughs> the job since then. You know, all pro. He's all pro. He doesn't work. So that just tells you, you know, you just never know. You just got to. Besides right right guard, and we'll see maybe what happens with Ruiz. I don't know if if right guard is not an open competition in training camp. They're doing this all wrong. It got it got to be it got to be Ruiz. It got to be London or not London. That's why I'm happy they brought Doug Marone in though. Yes, because he has no ties to Ruiz whatsoever. None. So he can come in like I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing no. No. And if you go Doug Marone, he don't hold his tongue. He does not. He gonna speak his shit. You know they got Landon Young, they got Throckmorton. Like it got to be open competition. Yeah. But if Penning hits and he's good, you got Penning. I know 
I know Pete gets a lot of strays, sometimes very deserved strays, but Pete, Pete. Ruiz, Ruiz made us feel <laughs> completely different, bro. Pete. Ain't that crazy, bro? Ain't that crazy? <laughs> Pete, Pete is Pete. Bro, if Ruiz was good as Pete, bro, we'd be all right. <laughs> um, but you, you got you got Penny, you got Pete, you got Eric McCoy. You, you still have a hole at right guard. And you got Ram check and hope he can come back healthy and be his himself. Then you're you're hoping that your O line is back to being a strength, and now you have more availability in your O line. And my biggest concern last night was that they were going to invest in O line, trade up to invest in O line, and have like a you know you got you got a fortress that's heavily protected, but you don't got no toys that you ain't got nothing to steal. And I was like, but now that they got Chris Olave, it's like okay. You know, now you want now you want to protect your quarterback. You always want to protect your quarterback. Now you have a reason to, because if you have no one getting open down the field, it don't matter how good your offensive line is. They, no one's open. No one's open. But now they have Chris Olave. You potentially have Michael Top, Michael Thomas coming back healthy. It, it, I think it changes the perception of the team, and maybe you know, I was thinking before, like maybe they're like a. Six to eight win team. I'll say now maybe eight to nine. Yeah. You know, cap it right, right at eight to nine or no, yeah, eight to nine win team. Yeah, I'm still um now, you know, pick 49, they go out and get a tight end like Trey McBride or Greg Dosage and just continue to get weapons. I don't think so. I think I think DA going because they know they don't have a pick until the fifth round. So you know, DA just itching. Itching. Um I tweeted this earlier. How how and I don't know if the Saints would do it because this is again this is more of a later down the line type of move. How do you feel they drafted um, Ojaba? You know he was he was probably going top fifteen, top twelve before he tore his Achilles at his pro day. You know, draft him, stash him away. You know. He, he technically wouldn't even have to come back. To, like, I wouldn't even try to come make him come back this year. I would just draft him, let him get healthy, and just coach the, the hell out of him all through his rookie season. Yeah. You know? Um, I don't think they would do it. I, I would be shocked if they did it. But if if they bore it, played out, I don't know if their cloud is, but they drafted like a Christian Watson or a George Pickens at 49, bro, and double dip that right Get the shots back out, bro. No, I know, I know. There's no way. There's there's no way. Um, but last last night was exciting. Um, it felt good to hear a pick announce and be like, Yeah, fuck yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, finally, it's been it's been a long time. Um, I don't know where we are right now, but the live stream last night got to almost up to what, like 553 views. You yeah, said, and so I mean that's 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 cool as shit for us. Um, Not to mention the Patreons who was actually like on the Zoom with us. That was just so dope. It was, it was dope. Even we talked to every day on the Discord and everything. Just seeing them, dope like, as shit. I have no idea how like that, that shit was fire. It was. And I know I know we got a like a like a last like a late minute Patreon person. Yeah. And they wanted the Zoom link. So 
so here's the thing when it comes to like the, the messages on Patreon, like they don't really give us a notification on them. So if, if you become a, and this is for anyone, if you become a Patreon or a Patreon and at, at any level, at, at whatever you give, if you want to reach out to Ryan or myself, just send us a DM on we'll our, on Twitter or just send a DM to the Saints Twitter pod account and we'll, we'll see it a lot quicker. But the, the, the DMs or the messages on Patreon, it sometimes we don't see them because they just don't. There's really no notifications for them. So, um, it's like I said, it feels like we've kind of we've come become full circle because this is our third draft, right? Since we've done started the podcast, the the, the, the first was the Reese draft. Oh, um, last year was the Peyton Turner draft. Um, and now you know we we have a draft. And don't get me wrong, there were some picks. You know, I was ha- I was happy about the Paulson Debo pick last year, um, but to be just elated after for a draft pick, it was it was it was about time. It's about time, man. And I'm glad that at least to some degree the team saw what we saw, and it's like I'm not, we're not fucking blind. Exactly. If we could see it, if every NFL team defense, you know defense sees it y'all gotta fucking see it and, and i think and finally they showed us like okay we, we see it <laughs> like, like sticking it to sean pigness not only did they not wait to the second round they traded up and we're gonna wrap up but the saints for them to trade up to 16 to 11 they were smart, man, because they they saw the run coming, yeah. right? Drake London went eight, yeah. Garrett Wilson went ten, mm-hmm. and they knew if we don't if we don't move up, right. if we don't move up right now, we're not gonna get our we're not gonna get our guy. They would have been stuck with you know, like I said, I like George Pickens, but you know what I'm saying. They probably wouldn't have been stuck with like a like a Traylon Burke or like yeah. a or a, I, don't, I don't think they like or dot or a Dotson. Yeah. Um, so. No, they worked out. They got the guy. They like it. From the very beginning, we were talking about Chris a lot. He just looked like a saint. He just looks like a saint, bro. Right? Reminds me a lot of Brandon Cooks in some ways. Interesting. Uh, just in, you know, people, I guess people try to knock him about, you know, he didn't have a lot of yak, yak yards because he's not a real hard physical player. No, he's not. He's not breaking a lot of tackles. Bro, but watch this dude run routes and get out on, on the perimeter. Smooth. And just get open, man. And I ain't talking about open like, oh, just a little open. Like, he's yards away. Yes. From good cornerbacks. Not like, you know, like like cornerbacks that are getting drafted in the NFL. He doesn't, man. And the Saints need that. We need players that get open. Because not only does that help that player, it helps the entire offense. The entire offense. He pins the safeties back. Your teams are forced to play too deep or, you know, like all these different coverages. It also helps with AK in the run game, right? It helps the run game. It opens the run game up. Uh, you can run more, you know, like, you know, three by one sets, bunches, and it just gives defenses just headaches, you know. And we needed that, man, because defense did just have like an easy time, bro. Like, we got we the like, we got, oh, we, we got to cover a little Jordan today. <laughs> little Jordan, not little Jordan. Kevin White. Jawan, <laughs> Skinny still even paying attention to the play call. <laughs> <laughs> well, we gotta worry about that. He's gonna make it to the third quarter. Man. <laughs> so, nah, man. Like I just, I'm just so glad. We'll see how it works out, but I'm just so glad. Dude. I see the vision now, bro. 
I see the bishop. Yes. Been asking about it all these time, all these months. I see the bishop. I, we see it too, man. We see it too. And I, I wore, so a quick sad story. I lost my hashtag things Twitter polo that Nola hat plug April made for us for the senior bowl. She got, she got me, you know, another one's coming my way. Thank you, April. So she, she got me hooked up, but I wanted to wear it during the live stream. Have no idea where it fucking was. So I don't know where it is in, in my, in our place. It's gone, bro. I don't know where it is. So I wore my X-Files. I want to believe shirt, bro. Cause I want, I wanted to believe that these dudes was not going to fuck this up. They, they, they didn't, bro. They didn't. Um, so Jeff Ireland, you know, no, you know, you're not probably listening, but appreciate it, Jeff. Thank you, appreciate it, Jeff. Um, give me so we're wrapping this up. Give me uh, the player you want at 40, a realistic player you want at 49. Greg, man, I'll tell you, you, want, you, want, you want Greg Dosage, friend, friend of the friend of the podcast, Greg Dosage, our favorite, our favorite tenant, bro. I just think it'd be a nice, Ooh, if it's Greg and he could get vertical, bro, you place that way. Chris Olave, am I? You got an offense, bro. You got a team. Yes. You got a team that's ready. Yes. You know, but whatever you do with quarterback, keep James. Whatever. Quarterback later, you sign whoever, you know, two years later. I don't know, but you have a team that's ready to roll. Young offense that roll, get better. Uh, That's all I want to see, man. But uh, yeah, I I would love to get great. I'm fine with a running back. I'm not. Blown away by any, any of these running backs by like a lot of Kenneth Walker. I haven't, I've, I haven't watched any of them. I watched like Kenneth Walker. Oh, did you? Reese. Reese is fine. Um, uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, James Cooks. That might be a little early for the That might be a little early for him, but I would need him. Man, he, his game is so much like AK's. It's, it's ridiculous. It is. So that, that basically pushes uh, It's a redundant. It's a redundant, but hey, I mean, it's play big. I'm going to get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Man, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, you know, I just hope – I'm hoping for more. I don't know much about the, the second and third round defensive players, so I can't really give an opinion on like, who's available now on defense, like as far as like safety is important. You know who I wouldn't be – Trevor sure. Duffy go? Yes, he went to the yeah. Chiefs. You know who I wouldn't be shocked if they drafted? I don't know if he's going to be that 49. <clears throat> it's Peyton Turner's teammate at Houston last season. Logan – I was about to say Paul. Logan Hall. Mm. He's a – he's kind of like – I guess like maybe like a poor man's Eric Armstead in terms of just how he kind of plays defensive tackle, penetrating type of play next to Peyton Turner. Um, you know, before Peyton Turner got drafted, um, he just seems like a Saints player. And if DA was really wanting to draft Jordan Davis, I know that they met with Logan Hall. I know they I don't know if they put him through a private workout. I know they met with him. I know he meets like the metrics. Wouldn't be shocked if they took Logan Logan Hall at all. Um, but in terms of who I would want them to draft, I would say even though Greg Dulcich is a friend of the podcast, I'm going Trey McBride only because you know I watch I watch Trey McBride. Greg Dulcich is more of a like a vertical vertical big play tight end. Um, I think Trey McBride is more just like a overall tight end. You know, you can play him. He is what Dre Mc, or sorry, Trey McBride is what they envisioned when they drafted um, Adam Troutman. Mm-hmm. You know, but he's a way, way better version of Adam Troutman. Um, but for, if they were to get 
another playmaker at 49. I wouldn't hate it at all. I want to pose this to you because I can see him being on the board. I didn't. I, I watched a couple of games of him, but you know, this is the place where you said if they drafted him, you'd be okay with it. How would you feel about Matt Corral? Forty nine. I, I was just looking at him, just thinking about it. Like... <laughs> Y'all can't see Ryan's face right now, but he's like, ah. I, guess I, would, I, I wouldn't hate them drafting any QB. I know, like, some people say, oh, Jake QBs like the second, third round. You look at draft trades over the last 20, 30 years, you know, those guys rarely work out. You know. Quarterbacks rarely work out, period. Period. First round. Second round is even less. Third round is worse and worse and worse. It's drastically worse the further you draft those guys. But that, to me, that's just like, I don't know, that's just kind of like backwards analysis to me. To me, you just got to look at the talent of the guy and what you think he can bring to the team. I could, like I said before, I could talk myself in the background. He has some things that I do like, but some things I don't like. Um, his his size is a big one for me. Man. Size, durability, yep. the way he plays. He plays like a kind of a smarter Johnny Menzel, um, but he doesn't. He, I guess, he doesn't have big plays that Johnny Johnny Menzel had in college. Um, but he kind of reminds me of him just kind of the edge he plays with. He's a tough, like you read about him and people talk about him, but like he's like a tough alpha male. Like he's that dude. dude. Like he's a, you know, he's tough as hell. So, and I like that about him. So I can see, you know, that brick, somebody like him, you know, somebody like him coming to the same. That, but if you, if you read the, the Alt Breer thing when he was talking about, you know, what teams are potentially going to do in the draft. So Alt said that the front office people liked Kenny Pickett more. The coaches lean more towards Matt Corral, which, which tells me, like, Jeff Ireland and Mickey Loomis probably preferred Kenny Pickett. Yeah. They didn't draft him. But yeah. but coaches liked Matt Corral. Corral. And I could see it, I could see it but being a situation where, you know, Maybe D.A. field, you know, I don't say he, he like, stepped, stepped aside. Um, but, you know, he was like, ah, I didn't get Jordan Davis. Yeah. So, you know, let me let me get something. I, do, I haven't watched enough of these, say, like, the second-round safeties to, yeah. you know, know how good they are. I, don't see I, I was I, I was crossing fingers, crossing fingers that Lewis scene would, would get yeah. not, 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 didn't happen. Didn't happen. He went. He went to the Vikings. 30, 32 overall pick. One of my. I'll give you a pick. Not that I would hate. I would hate this pick. Not the Saints that would make, but the Patriots. Or not the Patriots. Sorry, the Bucks are picking thirty three. So they got the first pick in the second round. Could you see them drafting Malik Willis, bro? I don't think they would. Yeah, maybe it's a trash last year. They, I mean, they they took trash like in round three. Oh, shit, you might have been right. I think it was the second round. But uh, but if you know Tom Brady's probably leaving. Yeah, he's getting here. Like, he's you know he's probably leaving that. Like, I see them taking taking Malik, bro, and he could just sit, and then we got to deal with Malik <laughs> twice twice a year for next 10 uh, years, bro. Yeah. I would hate that. <laughs> hate. But knowing that man, he probably did like something. Uh, it's a, it's a, you know, uh, Todd Bowles, Todd man. Bowles. So you know Todd Bowles going defense. He needs a little boy, man. He probably get him and just add another fucking right back. Like they need. 
it wouldn't surprise, you know, they they don't have JPP or they they haven't brought him back. They don't have they don't have Sue either. Wouldn't shock me if they go like an edge rusher or go defensive lineman, yeah. you know, so they don't have to so they don't have to pay you know, whoever it is to to come back. Anyway, that's us kind of recapping round one of the draft. The plan, so we're, we're if you're listening to this, obviously the episode is up, but the plan is to get this episode up prior to round two starting. You guys have time to listen to it. And then after round two, we'll recap later this evening after we have our our Friday night kind of closing out ceremony dinner with all four of us. Um, we'll have a... Uh, We'll try to recap everything kind of quickly is that we recapped it round one and round two in the episode. Um, I want to give much shout out to, to, to Ryan's wife, Bree, um, for being our, our media correspondent person, um, taking pictures and videos of us. Belated happy anniversary to Ryan and Bree. Shout out to my girl, Jay, um, yeah. for, you know, both our women coming out, supporting us. Um, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't be here if it wasn't if it wasn't for them. Shout out to Jay, too, for, you know what, in terms of the that data, bro, that matching, yeah. usually on point. Chris Olave was in, in the limited metrics. Yeah. Trevor Penning did not show up on the O-line. They didn't match with the O-line metrics simply because his 40 time was too fast. So he was an outlier. So that's that's one thing about the, the matching is that if you have, like, elite prospects that test crazy, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Charles Cross, um, Jordan Davis, um, Trevor Penning, where they have if, if something is like super below what the what the profile is, yeah. it's not going to match them because right. they're an outlier. So the only reason Trevor Penning wasn't on there is because his forty time was a lot faster than what than what historically they've drafted over the years. Yeah. So, but Chris Olave was sitting was right there in the limited metric. So I'm going to kind of go through the go through the list for forty nine to see you know who might who might they draft, but. Yeah. Much, much respect and love for all our all our supporters and, and listeners, man. Um, we didn't we, we didn't even talk about really having having lunch yesterday with, with Greg and Mark. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. You know, shout out to Greg Rosenthal and Mark Sessler around the NFL podcast. We met up at a restaurant here, had a great lunch with them, cut it up. Um, it was the Saints Twitter podcast and around the NFL podcast to a degree getting together. Um that, I mean that's that, that it's crazy, man. It's crazy. I remember where we were where we were six, seven years ago, eight years ago, just dudes talking yeah. football on the internet, bro. <laughs> and, and now we're fucking, you know. So it's 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 a little surreal. But thank all y'all for for listening to us, supporting us um, as this big week for us kind of winds down. We really, really appreciate it. Um, something that we did last year doing the live stream is that we picked two. Um, we did like a raffle, picked two Patreon people to get a Tumblr. Um, one, so this year we're going to do one Tumblr because one Tumblr is going to Brian. So shout out, big shout out to Brian again um, for for help. You know, just shout out to Brian, appreciation. So you have a Tumblr coming your way, and then later on, couple a couple of days, I'll pick a person to get another Tumblr um, who, if you're a Patreon, who support us. So um, with that, we're out. We'll be back later on. Tonight, to recap round two, we out. Peace. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. 
Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.